life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. You and I are both about to be out of town. In fact, we're going to record the next podcast early. Happy Tuesday, by the way. But we're going to record the next podcast early for Friday because by the time this Friday hits, I will be kind of <laughs> off the grid. Not kind of. You're going to be and you will be And you will be very much in the grid in Monterey. And <laughs> yeah. between now and then, uh, wow, there's still a lot to do because we're prepping this year's feature film. Crazy. You're going to be in Monterey. You're doing a meetup. Talk about your meetup. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that. Uh, Michael C. actually wrote to us and said, what Monterey Car Week events will Paul be attending? I'm going to be there with Chance, uh, and we're thinking about Turn 12 Restaurant in Monterey. And so if you can make it on Thursday night, that is this coming Thursday. What day is that? Uh, soon. 23rd. <laughs> I'm right? helpful. I'm really helpful. <laughs> soon. Yes, Thursday night, the 23rd. Thursday night, the 23rd. So we get in Thursday into San Jose Airport, and then that night, I'm thinking Turn 12 Restaurant. We've had it before, actually, when you and I were in Laguna mm-hmm. last November and yep. did our Laguna meetup. Yep. Same restaurant right in Monterey. Of course, it's going to be a lot busier, Yeah. but we've got such a packed schedule the rest of the time that we're there. So to answer your question, Michael, I'm going to be with Chance, like I said, at the Quail Lodge, the mm-hmm. motorsports gathering at the Quail Lodge on Friday. Then we'll be in Monterey somewhere on Friday night and uh, yeah. probably at the RM Sotheby's auction. Saturday is going to be crazy because the Italianos that morning. That's right. Yeah. Holy moly. Which is then always really cool. There's Porsche stuff going on. Then we're going to be over at the... <laughs> Paul will be where Porsche stuff's going on. Hang Sniffing on. Around over there. None of us are surprised. <laughs> uh, what else? We'll be at the Pebble Beach property on mm-hmm. Saturday. So in and around just the grounds. There's a yeah. ton going on that yeah. day. And I'm going to be shooting various things, some design reviews for YouTube, which yeah. Pebble Beach Company has asked us to shoot it's really cool. along with a bunch of other YouTubers and, and uh, various car people. So going to be doing that on Sunday. And then, of course, the Granddaddy Show, Pebble Beach Show on Sunday. And then uh, we're not out till Monday morning. So wow. if you can make it, I ask that you would please write to the show and let me know if you can be there because it's always helpful for reservations uh, when talking just, to the restaurant. Yeah, just, just having an idea how many people we might have come. You're doesn't right. have to yeah, be yeah. exact. But if, you, hey, I'm thinking I could probably make it by whenever. So that leads me to the time. I'm guessing uh, seven. Yeah, you can still lock there. that down between now and then. You, everybody watch the social media feeds. That's the best place you'll yeah. probably update. But at least you know the location, and you're right. If people write in and say where, that they're going to come. By the way, I won't be there. Just, you just won't be so there. You know, I, I, I you love don't, don't, don't count your, on your me. vacationing. Yeah. I love that you're going to disappear for a week. <laughs> we will not say where. It's mm-hmm. just it's going to be nice. I'm going to do that I, thing I do where I actually take yeah. all of the apps off my phone. Because the apps that Fantastic. I use for the show, because this is the thing that happens. I, I do what I, what I refer to Paul <laughs> as the circuit. I'm just yeah. checking in on how we're doing on various platforms. Right, right. Is anything wrong anywhere? Have we had, you know, what email, what messages? What I'm fire just, needs to be put I'm, out? Exactly. I'm just doing the circuit. And, yeah. and it's become almost subconscious. And so what I've realized when I really want to go on vacation is I can't. I can't leave those apps on my phone because it's like the subconscious <laughs> you thumb. You actually delete the app and then reload them I once you get back? I delete the apps. I delete the apps. That's because, pretty good. That's because pretty good. that actually breaks that habit, that, that instinctual habit to pick up the phone and just start checking. Because now you – where did they go? They're not – oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I need that extra I'm layer of that's not happening. So that's not happening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be writing, which I'm very excited about. I'm thrilled to hear that. Yes. I'm I know that's writing. so therapeutic for you. Very much so. So that's very cool. I'll be doing that. Uh, we have, but you know what? 
while you and I are off doing other things, there will still be podcasts. There will still be podcasts. There will still be an episode on Velocity. It's yes. actually going back to the first episode. So this now starts the repeat mm-hmm. on Saturday, August 25th. That is the electrics comparison. Mm-hmm. Electrics, electrics for everyone. That is the uh, Tesla Model 3 and the Chevy Bolt. Yeah. Many of you commented how much you like that episode. It's coming around again. Of course, that one's also already up on Amazon and Vimeo. They are continuing to crank out on both of those platforms. Expect new ones roughly around the same time. So like Friday, Saturday, we're getting new ones out. So those are working their way out. Out as well, so we can yeah. have season three available to all of you. Thank you to those of you that were our presenting sponsors this season. Yeah, I say it every time. Covercraft is our primary presenting sponsor. They have those really cool sunshades that I'm swearing by all summer. Aren't they awesome? Yes, they are the greatest thing ever. I actually parked downtown t- today. I was in downtown Salt Lake today. Yeah, working on on some commercials for somebody, and I parked next to. I've told this story before, but I parked next to a woman that works at this company who has a Covercraft cover shade she bought with the Everyday Code. You're kidding me. So I parked beside her. It's kind of like, that's actually kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, yes, Greer's Garage, Auto Tempest, and Brush Hero. They are our sponsors, and we've got, uh, wow, the Utah meetup coming the mm-hmm. first weekend in October. So here's where to get all the information and then leave me a message if you're going to make the Monterey meetup. Oh, sure, yeah, That yeah. is the website, everydaydriver.com, so mm-hmm. you can find out information about the Utah meetup. Mm-hmm. You can contact us there and say, hey, guys, I might be there. So that's the contact form. Yep. That's also where you can submit your car debate. Yep. And then the raffle is on there as well. Spot we are the raffling off Spot the Mini. Yeah, yep. and, and and here's the thing. We're, we're keeping an eye on these numbers. Thank you to all of you that have already uh, just made yourself a part of the raffle, which is really cool. Yeah. All the information is there. Even the, the fine print official rules are there. Even the stuff that is the no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. All of that is there too. It's all it's all on there. You know, all yep. of the official legal stuff is there. But we, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that, that Spot's going to somebody. I'm excited. It's looking yeah. that way, which is this is all brand new test case for us, so it's very cool. So thank you guys. Also, thank you to those of you. A few of you written in our patrons on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. A few of you've gotten vocal of late. Thank you for that. We're getting some <laughs> cool emails from some of our patrons, so that's always really nice. So thanks for that. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, we've got a great topic Tuesday, and then an interesting debate, and tons of questions. And I've noticed a lot of people, new people, are writing to us mm-hmm. just random social media questions. So thank you for those. Love we it. will get those after the break. But this yeah. topic. Tuesday is about a new job or a new car. I I mean, new job and new car is sort of like like, the new stage of life, the new car when I get the new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I come back to questions that have been asked about your first real job, getting your Mm, first mm, real car. mm hmm. I thought, well, let's encompass that in just life changes, because what if you're mid career? What if you're late career? Even early career can be, should I get a new car? What do I do about it? What does your car say to you, Mm. say to your employer about you? Yeah, yeah. And what if you're a contract worker? Things like that. And then kind of the discussion about when do you switch over? Do I wait or do I (laughs) plunk down as soon as I sign the contract and, you know, signing bonus, whatever that is, if there's a signing bonus. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I've never gotten a signing bonus ever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to get just a bonus. Would, why do I get that? That's crazy. What do you mean it's job. Christmas? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, you know, we could cover the cars based on career choice, but I thought that would be a pirouetting through a landmine, a field of landmines. Reminds me of one of my all-time stereotypes that we had here was the lawyer partner driving the Fiesta <laughs> ST, which is one of my personal heroes. Blowing the minds of all his fellow really, partners. Really like that. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the big 
the big overarching thought for me on this question, because it's a great question. We get variations of it a lot. We got a question of it as recently as last week on this. Yeah, we get a yeah. lot of questions about this. It happens when you just get out of college, you get your first job, or you, you're farther along and you've now had a big change in your career, and maybe you made partner, or maybe you, you know, you're, you're in your, <laughs> your second career doing something different. Sure. Whatever it is, people ask this question in lots of different variations. And the, the, biggest, the biggest two questions in my mind are these. Do you care what anybody else thinks and depending upon mm-hmm. your job you may need to okay mm. you, you you may need to i'm a guy look at me look at me if you've ever seen a picture of me clearly i'm not concerned about what many other people think okay <laughs> look at the cars i drive look at the way that i look i just this is who i am and there we go you know what i mean and it's awesome so so that's yeah. so that's just the way that i operate but that but let's look at also look at what i've done for a living Sure. I've worked in the film industry. Yeah. I've worked in the entertainment industry where that kind of demeanor is readily accepted too. That's a good you point. You can be the weirdest guy in the room and the minute that somebody finds out, oh, you're a creative type, you work in Hollywood, it all becomes kind of okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that yeah. this approach is right, but that does exist in the world, okay? If you come up with the flashiest car in the parking lot and they find out you're an artist, they go, oh, I see. Oh, you get a hall pass. You know? Yeah. Flashiest car in the parking lot, and you're an accountant. First off, I'm applauding you, but there are going to be those people that are going to be like, skimming? wait, you're the accountant and you have that? I and mean, you always tell the story about your dad and his issues with yeah. his career. We've had many of you write in, so you have to think about, first off, do you care? And then the second question, which is the harder one for me personally, should you care? Because in some careers, you actually should. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes me think actually to my recent time spent at Waymo in Mountain View mm-hmm. and doing some contract work there. And I thought, now this will be cool. What does the design team drive? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've even told you this actually. That what is the design team? Say the, the lead designer okay. for Waymo Drive. Autonomous Pacific Advance? Turns out. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they're working I'm on sorry. It, wait, course. no, they don't drive those. Those drive themselves. Exactly. Oh, sorry, go on. I complete, got completely confused. I thought, all right. Well, the, the engineering lead whom I worked with, actually mm-hmm. the design lead, but Waymo doesn't have a category for design. They they Unless it's a car company, nobody really understands design as far as a sure. – category in the drop down list on the hr thing that people get it you know what i mean but yeah not it does, it's not built into the software program so Got they can it. identify it's, it's, you. it's working before it's being designed i get it so yeah. it's always engineering anyway so he drove a 1981 honda prelude that he bought for seven grand in florida and drove it back really and it's huh perfect shape it's underpowered it's blue it's a yeah. Prelude, just yeah. the tiny thing, and that's what he loves, and that he commutes in that. I'm mm, going, mm. now that's different. The second guy I worked okay. with, yeah. worked closely with him. I won't name any names, but he has three cars. He's got a really hot-tuned S2000. Okay, love it. And an E46 BMW M3 that's dropped. It's got it. wheels on it, Volk Racing, you know, the whole oh, deal. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Took a ride yeah, to lunch great. in that. And then he's got another... Uh, I think it was an E90, something like that. I didn't see that at home. So okay. total car guy, you know, That's cool. totally into That's cool. cars. Other people are just whatever, you know, yeah, kind of whatever well, cars. But this brings up the other part of the equation, possibly, and that is depending upon where you are in your career and the kind of money we're talking about and the city you commute in, mm-hmm. is it to your your benefit to get something that you don't care about and doesn't make any kind of statement other than just, I got here, so hey, look, I'm here on time. That is your commute car. And then you have, 
I'm not even going to go crazy. You have an MX-5 at home that you love that's in a bright Skittle color, and you're going to drive it every chance you get, but you'd never commute it. You could even do that if you're, if you're really concerned about the situation. Because the one thing I think is, is I, I hate to say good news here, but if you get a, an unnoticeable car, you're never in the wrong in, sure. in, in a professional career. Obviously, that's not what we do here. It can go the other way badly, though. Yeah, it that's can not go, what we like, do here. We want you to be in a car that excites you, and, and you aren't. Uh, we don't want you to hate yourself on your commute or hate what you walk out of the parking lot with, yeah. but it's those bland cars that nobody notices and asks questions. I'm the guy, though, that I want the questions because I want to talk <laughs> about cars. You does know? that thing have a V10 in it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, crazy, crazy, what looks like a yellow supercar <laughs> that looks like it costs six figures, and it didn't. Yeah. Which is the conversation I enjoy having because we do this show and I love talking about cars. And I, I've been in editorial bays editing like local commercials and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we start talking cars and you watch people get really wide eyed because I'm pretty staid. <laughs> when and you start to unload. <laughs> Seriously, I'm pretty staid and professional. I'm there. I'm, I've been in an editor a long time. Let's talk about your commercial. Let's figure out, let's make sure we got the messaging out. And I'm right. sorry, we got to worry about this. And it's very straight up. Right. We start talking about cars and brace yourself. You know, t- <laughs> hang on to something. You know what I mean? And so that's always really funny. There's seatbelts in those lounge chairs Seriously. next and to people, the candy. People can see the passion in what I have for cars. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with loving your car in any career you have. But so that's the thing. I think if you can explain it as car love versus just, I bought something flashy because I got a big paycheck, you can start to ground it a bit. Sure, sure. Well, I've got this overarching thought too, and that is. What is a real car when you say, hey, I got my first real job, and so I need my real car to go with it? Or just in general, if it's not your first job, but you changed careers or you changed jobs, I've got a new car and I, or I've got a new job and I want a new car for something. Sure. What is a real car? What does that mean? Mm hmm. Uh, to me, it means something if you're in the category of I've always had hand-me-down cars or I've always yeah, had, yeah, yeah. you know, I got that from my sister and my dad drove that and, you know, I've mm-hmm. always kind of had this car or, you know, maybe I've just kind of limped along for a while or whatever that is. Yeah. It doesn't happen to a lot of people. I mean, if it happens to, you know, if that's the category that you're in, then I'll yeah. say, Great. I mean, a real car is something that you have chosen, you've bought yourself, Mm -hmm. and you've been deliberate about it, and it's a change that goes along with this new life change that you're experiencing. And so it's it's the new me, sort of, Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything Mm -hmm. at once, even though it can be a little bit hairy, and people recommend, (laughs) don't get a new house, a dog, a new car, and get married all in the same month. Exactly. Watch watch your number of life changes. You got to be careful, for sure, yeah. (laughs) But you've got a new job. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, go get that new car. I'd say kind of wait the 90-day period. Wait till everybody knows you and likes you, and usually it's that 90-day <laughs> sniffing period like we've all, okay, we, we like each other. you and the out. company can just mm-hmm. go, you know what? Let's not do this anymore. It's that first 90 days. Instead of plunking point. down, hey, you got the new job, and then Tuesday morning, you know, after yeah. the Monday after you start. <laughs> like, wow, that's a shiny new. We liked you on Monday, and on Tuesday, we're not so sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, wait, wait that, you know, and, and you might find other car people at this new job and you might start to connect and, you know, who knows? And you just kind of figure out the dynamic of who's what and who's where and what people think of that. Some people might not care. They might even notice what the parking lot looks like. Other people might actually really can take into consideration depending on your, your Mm -hmm. work. You're a realtor, you're a lawyer, whatever that is. We've had people write in talking about they're, they're careful. They don't want to get a car that's more expensive than their boss. Maybe that's a concern. 
Maybe it's not. I mean, your your boss may drive a terrible car and fly everywhere on a G6. I'm not going to worry about driving a nice car anymore. Right. But you don't buy know the that. car from your boss. Is that really sucking up if you exactly. buy your boss's <laughs> old car? And but but the other thing about this this your idea for don't do it immediately that I that I really like. If you live in a big metropolitan area, what you're going to find with your new job is it's going to take a week or two for you to get in the the cycle of. What is my commute like? Yeah, yeah. Honestly. And now you can actually have that information to help you assess this car purchase. Because if your commute is far worse than you thought it was going to be, or now if you live in L.A., I found a back road through 45 people's yards, and it got fun again. You know, this, watch L.A. Story, <laughs> Thanks, one of the best Waze. movies ever. Anyway, but so, so that's angry, but <laughs> man, I'm there quick. <laughs> hey. Knocking I, over trash cans, darting through this narrow one-lane when I had my When I had my Z car in L.A., and it, one of the things we would do a lot of times just job-wise is we would leave the office, and we would have to go to these film studios. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not right. Film labs, places where they're making you the prints to check. Right. And we'd have to do screenings of all these films and they were typically about 20 minutes to a half hour away from where we actually had our office and anytime I would go to screenings with other people leaving the office at the same time and meeting me there I was always there first <laughs> and at some point I got I got labeled the motivated commuter was their term Are you serious yeah oh my because gosh. I just I had my back ways <laughs> and I had my 300 ZX this was long before ways existed you had your way. back ways but exactly I knew it all in ways. my head yeah. so anyway but yeah. but you can find out what your commute is and you can realize is this a commute I even want to take a nice car on mm-hmm. or or do I have to have I'll give you a random one do I have to have smart cruise control Right, right. Two weeks ago, you didn't even care. Now it's something you have to have. It could be an issue. And then, you know, you're figuring out your new budget. Ideally, you've gotten a pay bump, hopefully. And, you know, with a new job, any job is ideally that. But you're kind of figuring out your budget and thinking, all right, and getting to know people at the office and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and who's got a perception of what? Even though, back to your commentary up top about do you care, it's still perception things matter about Mm -hmm. how people perceive you and then you know there's a few industries where it doesn't matter oh you're the pink belt creative type oh you're the artist guy or whatever sure fine but like i said it depends on the career very much so Mm -hmm. so you're just trying to get a sense of things get a lay of the land get a feel for who you're working with i mean who knows situations can arise like man you meet a whole crew of car people and they're into cars and hey my buddy's got this for sale over here and you think Wow, that perfect. You never know. We've had people you know? in office jobs that have found other car people in office jobs, and they, they end up all talking about the show and all listening to the show. We've heard those stories. Amazing. I'll also say something that may seem random, but I honestly think part of this equation is, what is the parking situation at work? It's a big one. If yeah. you've got a big monster parking lot where you can park at the far end and nobody knows who the crazy car belongs to, you might be get away with it. <laughs> Where I park when I go down to Salt Lake is right in front of the door because it's the only safe place to put the Lotus. <laughs> so I sit there and all day long people walk in and go, whose yellow car is that? So I end up answering lots of questions for people that aren't even working with me because the only, literally the only safe place to, yeah. to park that car where I have to work in Salt Lake is right in front of the door. That's insane. It's 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 madness. And and they non car people walk in, look at that low slung thing, and think that must be not half million, but at least a hundred thousand dollars. They think car. it's a six figure car. It's not, but they think it's a six figure car. And it has that perception. And but what's think, really wow. fun about this conversation is is if I decide to engage this conversation and I walk out of an edit bay, they they kind of look at me like I'm Goliath because they <laughs> suddenly go, "That car's really little." How did <laughs> and then you they look at you and like, "Wait." thing with the doesn't compute there's a not equal sign in between you and that car anyway but what's what's nice is that 
as I'm working more and more for the show, I mean, that, that's becoming less and less of something that I do. I mean, yeah. I shouldn't be down there today, but it's, it's becoming far less common because we're doing so much for the show and we've stepped into the show so much that it doesn't matter at all now. Now I'm crazy guy in the Lotus Elise. People in Park City see it because how could you not? Right, right. I saw you the other day. Of course you did. You saw a Lotus Elise <laughs> exactly. in a town of 10,000 people. That was me. A tiny yellow dot on the freeway. That was me. Darting around trucks. No, I, I'm coming back to the the real car aspect of things, and that is the car that you've chosen that is, hey, I got this for a deliberate reason. Obviously, that's, you know, that can happen before your new job. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, hey, I've identified my needs, and I, mm-hmm. I, want, I might be taking people to lunch, and I think I want a little bit bigger car, or yeah. maybe I want a smaller car for the commute, or whatever that is. Yeah. And depending on your budget, maybe you can get a fun car for ten grand or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm all for it. It's just kind of weight ease into things. It's very tempting, especially with bonuses and all that kind of stuff, to plunk down and be like, yeah, I'm Especially in. if you listen to this show or you're either one of us. It's just like, you know what I could do? I could buy a car. Well, yeah. yeah. Because it comes down to that kind of job waiting period about, let's just ease you in. Let's make mm-hmm. sure you're doing great work. They're loving you. <laughs> Things are cohesive. You're seeing a good long. I could be here for a while. It's not like, yeah, I'll probably be here about six months or a year, and then I'm out of this job looking for my next job. Yeah. And Interesting. Then kind of ease into things, and then what we're talking about is one of our favorite things, and that is the politics. (laughs) You and I are not people that (laughs) like to publicly discuss politics, but let's be honest, every office has it to some degree. Oh, sure. And once you get a sense of that, you can know where all of this lands. Yep. You can know if you can be me and just not care and buy a crazy car and just be like, this is who I am. Yes. And it also might behoove you a little bit to mention, hey, I'm thinking about getting a new car. Say you're, you know, at day 91 on your new job. <laughs> I waited till day 95. <laughs> I have restraint. Wow. Anyway, so you're just starting to talk it up among the people you meet mm, and the sure, people you sure, start sure. to have lunch with. Hey, I'm thinking about getting a new car and da-da-da. So when it does show up, mm. people aren't shocked out of their tree going, what? We're paying you too much. Where did that come from? Well, and, and here's the thing, though. As people get to know you, they'll know you're a car person, too. Yeah, yeah. They're going to know that. I mean, that's something you're going to talk about. If you're me, you're like all of your all of your screensavers in your phone and everything's got a picture of a car on it anyway. <laughs> at some point, somebody says, this is my favorite because I've got so Stickers, many pictures of cars clothing. from all the years we've done this show that I just have them rotate as desktop images, right, right? Right, So what will happen when I can know I'm a somebody's paid attention or B, they're not a car person is they'll, they'll say from their shoulder. So is that your car? Cause whatever picture, whatever picture they see, is that your car? And then I'm like, no, no, it's really it, it was not. for a shoot weekend. Exactly. Or five I've, I've days. Driven, driven that, but yeah, but here, this is all, look, we're having an amazing conversation about being a crazy obsessed car enthusiast. It comes back to car debates for the show, and that is we want you to be in something that you love. Absolutely. That meets your needs. So I expect many more I have a new job car debates are going to start flooding in the inbox, and we're (laughs) fine with it. Yes. We say yes to all of that because, yeah, just like Todd identified it, if it makes you happy and it's something you look forward to when you walk out of your house and see it in your driveway and you go – I get to drive that to work, and then I get to drive it home. Well, I think about that two hours a day that I used to spend in the car in L.A. An hour going and an hour coming back. Wow. That's two hours of your day. You're not getting that back. If you hate that car the entire time, that is two hours of drudgery. Look, traffic sucks. There's no denying traffic sucks. But if you're sitting in a car that, oh, well, it's barely going to run, or am I going to overheat before this light? Trust me, I've been in those situations. There's nothing worse. You mm-hmm. want to make traffic yeah. worse? Hate the car you're in while you do traffic. <laughs> so, I mean, we want you in something that's great. Yep, Absolutely. 
Well, we've got a break to take. We will be right back with another debate and then some questions. We'll be right back. When it comes to technology, there can be a big difference between consumer grade and business class. Just like with airlines, when you step up, there's a reason. There are benefits. HP and Intel are excited about their business line of products, laptops focused on the prosumer. Many modern consumer-grade processors and mobile operating systems prioritize the battery life over the processing power. Business class PCs often offer both better performance and longer battery life, and they allow users to work faster and longer while they're on the road. Ask me how I know I've done this for years in the tech industry. And when you're searching for good laptops for graphic design or industrial design, you've got every right to be picky. HP has been a go-to choice for designers for years because their powerful laptops combine serious performance with a streamlined user interface. They strive to serve the pros, the beginners, and everybody in between. The HP Elite PCs are designed for heavy-duty reliability. We're talking 115,000 hours, that's right, of HP's testing on these standards to ensure they're durable. These business class devices are bundled with software that sometimes isn't even available at the lower levels or is an extra premium to get it. It comes right on these PCs. Every Elite HP PC comes with HP Elite Premium Support. That's 24-7, 365 dedicated people there to help you with your computer that isn't available on the consumer-grade products. I've used HP business class PCs for years, and I know that support is crucial, as is the processing power, as is the build quality, and they deliver. You can get an extra 10% off on select 8th generation Intel powered HP PCs with the code DRIVER until September 17th, 2018. Go to hp.com/driver. Hey guys, I think I've mentioned this before, but I actually used to host a country music station. We have a new sponsor, it's Wrangler Jeans, and I read the copy and I thought there's only one way to do this. Deep breath, Wrangler Jeans. You ready? Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability and applying it to a new line of modern fits and styles. Wrangler jeans are made for the modern day adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, a price that works for everyone. We've even got vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selections of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear, all for men and women. Wrangler, denim made for the modern world. That was proper. Yeah. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. It's kind of weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might also not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid. You know, so you'll know if you're getting a good deal before you buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a newer used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 
Some features are not available in all states. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. When you think of the things you do every day, maybe it's brushing your wheels to clean them, but brushing your teeth probably isn't top of your mind. For something that's so important to your health, and it should be, that's why Quip wants to help you brush better. Quip was called the best electric toothbrush by GQ and the Tesla of toothbrushes by Bloomberg. My son has a toothbrush with a timer on it. It makes Star Wars Darth Vader noises, and so he knows how long to brush. But you become an adult, and you just it's this subconscious thing you do. Quip's got a built-in timer. It actually vibrates and indicates when you need to change the size of your mouth, and it also tells you how long to brush so you get the dentist-recommended two minutes. I'm attracted to this just by the design alone. It's slim. It's slender. I really appreciate the design of this toothbrush. 75% of us don't refresh our bristles every three months, let alone visit the dentist every six months. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash driver right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash driver. Let me spell that so we're clear. This is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash driver now. There's a debate from Wesley B. in Seattle, Washington. Yes, who is, great. He's driving an 04 Toyota 4Runner. 200,000 miles, mm -hmm. he says. He's written to us with this debate about his round trip. We were talking about traffic earlier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every city has bad traffic, right? He's saying, yeah, the Seattle traffic, it's a 40-mile commute every day. It takes mm -hmm. two to three hours. That's all-inclusive. That's not one way, but that's yeah, all-inclusive. That's, that's how much time he spends in the car so just commuting An hour day. to an hour and a half one way. Yep. yep. All right. There you go. He says, well, I drop, my two, drop off my two-year-old every morning at daycare, and he's got a second child on the way. And he and his wife also have a 120-pound dog that goes everywhere with perfect, him. Perfect, perfect. That is a large dog. It is a good-sized dog. That, that, that's a human-sized dog. Man. Mm -hmm. All right. So Wesley's wife drives a 2013 Mercedes ML 350 diesel. Mm -hmm. She says, well, he says, we love this, but they don't need to keep it. Still owe about fifteen grand on it. And he loves efficiency. He loves Teslas. He doesn't yeah. want the Prius type of, I think you mean hybrid or something in that range is kind of what you mean. You want efficient, yeah. but not a Prius type of vehicle. Yeah, for sure. And here's the thing. We're, we're dealing, let's be honest, we're dealing mainly with that forerunner. I mean, he, he mentions this Mercedes, to kind of think for reference, but I don't get the impression we're replacing the Mercedes. We're shopping specifically for Wesley. Yes, but I replaced the Mercedes. Did you really? Okay, yes, well, I did. He all, I did not. He also says that they enjoy lots of fun activities, which is what the Forerunner's been great for. So camping, biking, skiing, the hiking area. They love all this kind of stuff. By the way, speaking of Seattle, left turn here real quick. Okay. We're going to be up there for another Lemons race later this year. We're shooting that for season four. Yep, yep. We're going to try. We've just started talking about this. We're going to try to set up a meet-up dinner around that lemons race somewhere, possibly after it's over. We're th look, I'm, I'm almost too early to even bring it up, but it's, we're talking about Seattle. It made yeah. me think of it. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's all good. So we're, we're going to do some sort of meetup. So I'm letting you know that that won't be until October, but it just saw yeah. Seattle, thought of you, Wesley, so we're going to hopefully do a meetup. But we've got to get you something that can do these outdoor activities and still commute. And this forerunner, I get the impression it's been around so long that it's gotten to that category now where it's 
fine. It's fine and it runs. 200,000 miles, fine. barely getting started for a forerunner, right? Let's move on from fine. <laughs> All right, so... Wesley says the Benz is their primary car for every other task, like That's not all the outdoor, outdoor stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his wife drives two hours a day in heavy traffic in that Benz. So they both need automatic. She needs the traffic-aware cruise control that the Mercedes has. Mm-hmm. And they said also all-wheel drive is a bonus. They are open to that with a budget of forty to $50,000. Okay. I looked at that and I thought, well, if he's saying... I. You know, we don't need to keep the Mercedes. We're not tied to it. Yeah. Obviously, you need two cars. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, I like the Tesla Model X. I like the Porsche Cayenne, the plug-in hybrid electric vehicle that they've mm-hmm. got. But they're out of his price range just by themselves. He's also driven a BMW 3 Series wagon, uh, 2014 diesel, a new 4Runner, a Prius, 2018 Leaf, and a Tesla Model 3. Mm-hmm. So he has had seat time in that. Yep. And one of his favorite vehicles is a 93 Ford Probe GT. Remember the probe? Yeah. It's a yeah, weird yeah. name. Terrible name, actually. That but, was the car that was supposed to replace the Mustang. Yeah. However, I think that the second generation Ford Probe was actually a really strong design. The first one was yeah. kind of awful. The second generation, that was a that was a design that desperately needed to be a rear wheel drive car. I met I the designer really of that cool. car when and I was, was just, interning. I felt like that was just one of those designs that was clean enough it would have aged really, really well, but it was only around very briefly, and then it was gone. Yeah, just two generations. All right, so they want to enjoy driving their next cars after 15 years of driving the 4Runner. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. All right, so you said you kept the Mercedes and were just searching for Wesley? I just kept the Mercedes because this was my big, my big thinking. She already likes it. You don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I like Look, Wesley, I like the fact that you've listened to the podcast long enough to realize that we kind of look at the entire garage and go, well, that's going too. So, <laughs> so you've given us permission. Holistic and I, and, I, and I, I appreciate that's that. I do. But I feel like we need to solve the forerunner problem. I'd like to get something that can do all the stuff you've talked about so far, but maybe also takes on some of the Mercedes duty. Maybe, hmm. maybe. Hmm. But I just want you to get in something where you're just excited to drive it and because – your wife's happy. So happy wife, happy life. Move on. That's okay. <laughs> com. Somewhere along the line, you'll replace the Mercedes, but right now it doesn't need to be replaced. Whereas that forerunner, let's take 40 to 50 grand and get you something cool. Really? I mean, you can get a lot of cool for that for sure, money. For sure. And I have to bring up a couple real quick. I mean, I, I want to say this because you haven't driven it and I want you to drive it because you have money left over. Okay. Drive the Chevy Bolt. You think? I don't think that's the answer, but I want you to drive it. Because you're thinking about efficiency. You say here you work in, work at Facebook. So it's tech thing. It's efficiency. You've driven the Model 3, but you haven't driven the Bolt. I don't think that's your car, but I think you need – that's your homework. You need to go drive it. You just want him to experience it and just have it as a benchmark? Just Yeah, because there's a part of me that thinks if you had a Chevy Bolt and you do all these fun activities that he does, couldn't you do all of that in the Bolt? Yes, because I don't think the Bolt is a car you keep precious. You can use it like you would a Focus ST or just... Or a, or a Honda Fit. Yeah. So yeah. you can put bikes on the top or on a trailer hitch. You can you know throw camping stuff in the back. 
it gets 200 and camping plus. in a bolt is a tv episode right there possibly possibly yeah big you remember i actually i'll go silent one, through the forest i'll go one i'll go one further and it's <laughs> oh, all no. bad you remember oh, no like a year into selling the pontiac aztec they made like a whole tent thing oh, attached oh, to the back and if you really that. and if you really want to oh, go back man. hang on they had a connection in a desperate <laughs> attempt to sell this idea they had a connection with one of the first two or three seasons of the tv show survivor when it was one of those like phenomenons that everyone was watching and one of the winners of one of the challenges won a ship. I can't believe I remember this, but he won a Pontiac Aztec and the challenge was they had a parent that flew in and they, and they got to camp in the back of the Aztec. I can't believe you know that and remembered that. Because I was so aware of how awful the Aztec was, and here it was being shoehorned into a TV show with its quote-unquote new feature I, I I couldn't get over the overt marketing of it. At the time, I was like, "This is so insane!" <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I keep stepping on this end of the rake. Bam! Yeah. Why, do why, I do why that? does that happen? So anyway, so I think you should wow. drive it for reference more than anything. I don't think it's the answer, but I also do think that's a car that honestly, if I had it, I'd do whatever in it. I wouldn't care. How about one of those roof tents? You know, on the roof rack of the big SUVs, and they it fold happens. them out. And you have the ladder, you climb them. It up. happens. How about one of those on top of a bolt? You just you're silent through the forest. You're mm-hmm. not disturbing the animals. But forty to fifty k. You know what you could get that looks great inside and out, interesting, electric, efficient, all of the above. The Jaguar I Pace. For that kind of money, you could Jaguar I Pace. Uh, the I Pace. The I Pace. I don't think you can. They're they're like 70, 80 grand, I think. They're not that much. They they're not are that expensive. Much. I mean, I, I there's the things I you pace? can't get. I'm I was sure thinking the, E-Pace in my head. No, no, no. You were thinking I'm thinking the, the electric fully board. electric I'm I-Pace. I'm almost certain. Hang on. Oh, they started. I'm clicking high. the keys right now. Okay, go look because I just recently talked to uh, a fellow industry guy and he was saying they're starting at like 70, 80 up there pushing 90. You're right, I'm wrong. I was thinking 55, they're 65 and up. Sixty-five right, so out. Okay, so that was fun. E-Pace. I had I had a nice Although, had a nice day there. I do bring that up. Why did Jaguar call the electric one the I-Pace and the gasoline motor with the E-Pace? I know. Why? I I I that bothers me quite a bit as well. So <laughs> it's the electric that starts with I. What? I-Pace too expensive. You said Cayenne. You know what? You can get a, a used Cayenne hybrid. I did look this up. Used Cayenne hybrid, forty to fifty grand all day long. You can't get the new super plug-in version, but no. you would enjoy driving a Cayenne more than you would your Forerunners, yeah. just kind of feeling a little bit more just uh, buttoned down to the road, for like a better way to put it. The hybrid doesn't get great gas mileage. You're going to get mid-20s, but you're not getting that in your Forerunner. <laughs> no. So, no. Uh, you know, but you can get those cars. They were wickedly expensive new, but I found, I was finding like 2015s, 2016s, mid-40s. Were you? Yep. I looked today because I, I, I was pretty sure about that when I looked up, and there it was mid-40s. So that's hmm. an option. Uh, I have two more to mention. Oh, okay. All right. You said you really want a Tesla. You've driven the Model 3. Mm-hmm. You'd like a Model X, but it's too expensive. There's a glaring omission in that list. You didn't find one for this kind Tesla of money, did you? Tesla Model S. All day long, you can get now the 60s. What, what flavor? What the kilowatt 60D, flavor? The 60D which is the low one that they only sold initially, Right, gets about 200 miles on a charge. But you're using 40 a day. Yeah, true. But I actually found, and and here's the thing. Initially, what Tesla was doing is they were buying back all of the Teslas to keep them at a certain market rate. 
Those days are gone, my friends. Okay? <laughs> so I was finding, literally, I was finding below 45K. I was finding 60s, 75s, and even some 85s. No kidding. Model S. So no I kidding. think, I actually huh. think, I know I've talked around it here, Wesley, but I actually think the answer for you with what you want, with what you're interested in, get yourself a used Model S for 45 or less and be happy for a couple of years. Hmm. See what the market does in this area. What happens to the I-Paces as they age? What happens to the Cayenne, the, the Taycan? What happens to all these cars? Oh, yeah. The next couple yeah, yeah. of years are going to be very interesting in this market segment. So I think used Model S, the depreciation's gone, helps, helps you out like crazy. Drive it, enjoy it. Couple years from now, take a new assessment. I'm very curious where you went because you're replacing both cars. I'm replacing both cars. And back to your comment about happy wife, happy life, mm-hmm. I actually kind of focused on her car more than yours, mm-hmm. Wesley, because you might you might warm to this equation here too. And you mentioned that she does want the TACC. It's really just uh, uh, the uh, cruise control. Smart cruise control. The, the yep. active cruise Absolutely. control. Yep. There's not too many cars that have that currently. True. The Mercedes has it, and that was in my mind, as well as a big dog. And I thought, okay, it's not just the outdoor activities. It's all the gear that goes along with it in the mm-hmm. car. You've got a second kid coming. What if you need to go bigger? What if that Mercedes okay. does need to go, and you need to go a little okay. bit bigger? You got them an Expedition, didn't you? <laughs> They're cheap. <laughs> no. I found a used Excursion last week no. for seven grand. Excursion. <laughs> that was the planet. It's like the shipping crate on wheels. It was seven grand. I thought there's a part of me that just goes, do I need an excursion? Seats I really like don't. 14 people and his 82 sell my cup house holders. and live in that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> no expeditions. What I did was I sold the Mercedes. I sold the Forerunner okay. for you virtually in my head. And what I did was I went after a Volvo XC90 used. Ooh, okay. And I found a 2016 XC90 Momentum or you can sometimes the R design, but I found you one for thirty six thousand nine hundred dollars. Is that the current body style? That is the current body style. They Ooh, started in twenty fifteen. That's compelling. It's got forty one thousand miles, but in that thirty six to thirty nine range, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of different mileage. Mm-hmm. But they're slightly used. They're excellent. They're full of tech. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have Volvo's version of the TACC. So mm-hmm. that is the adaptive cruise control, lane detection, and what else? Collision prevention and visual detection is what they call it. So yep. for pedestrian, signs, and objects as well. So three rows or two rows and a dog. Exactly yeah. right. And the style is there. I think for they're sure. be excellent. For sure. I love them. Volvo knocked it out of the park with that the, car. The interior on those is spectacular. Yeah. Just brilliant. So I am putting, Wesley, your wife in a used XC90. I like it. And then with that leftover money in, the, I, I of course chose the fifty grand range. Of course you did, yeah. But I might push on it more because with that thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars left over, you did sell over, the Mercedes as well. You're right. There's some money there. You're right. I went and found you a Volkswagen GTI with a DSG. Mm, as much okay. VW GTI as you can buy for with say the money left over. fourteen grand. With the money left over, you can I buy a that. lot of that. And yeah. I'm imagining you sitting in traffic. So with mm-hmm. a good DSG because it's still fun. Yeah, you can drop the kids off. The dog will fit in that car, but True. not the whole family. And then, like you said, you were using the Mercedes anyway for the mm-hmm. outdoor sports stuff. You weren't using the Forerunner, so. Now you've got the Volvo XC90. Yeah, the XC90 does everything. Racks and you know gear and yeah. the dog and all that stuff. It's nicer. It's a great place for her to be. You're going to yeah. want to take road trips in this thing. 
And then the Volkswagen really is more the commute car. Now, I love that you went down the road of pursuing the, mm-hmm. you know, the efficiency stuff and the electrics yeah. and pursued that. Sure. I, but for what I'm trying to do for her, that ate up more of the budget. Totally. No, I can tell you got there. And at a $14,000 price point, fifteen grand, it's hard to find. Totally. We could go Volt, and he might but get, he, eh. might get, uh, he might get fifteen twenty. And, and you're right, the GTI, if the road opens up, you're going to have fun. That's kind and of if what you're I'm just thinking. cruising along and, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's stop and go again, it's going to be fine. I it's agree just, with that. And the reason I chose the Volkswagen is because of the interior. Yeah. Because it's because such a great place. You're going to be sitting still. You're going to be sitting still. That's why I went after it. Yep. And it's still a great car. We love that DSG transmission on that car. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can buy for 14, 15 grand. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Did you see me? You know, the fish keeps getting longer. 13 grand, 14 grand. 15. What if you spent 20? And you might have 20 if you sell the Mercedes. I see that. Hey, and, and Wesley, let's be honest. I mean, you've you've wanted the Tesla and we're on the back end. I truly believe it's the back end of Tesla kind of being the only real player. The next couple of years, yeah. things are really going to change. But right yes. now, certainly if we're shopping used, A who are used the players? Jaguar. I mean, you know, pace that yeah. could be really cool. Yeah, so I think They're you know awesome. you want the Tesla. I think Tesla Model S used is a good one. I mean, I almost thought about the BMW i3, but I think it's a little small. A little small. To do. I mean, very efficient in the yeah. you know the category wants, but the fun has been sort of dissected and it excised is real off Well, but I, I would argue that that's more fun than things like the Leaf and the Prius. I realize sure. I'm not asking for a lot here, but, no bar. you know, yeah, still, anyway. <laughs> hopefully something there. I just recommended a Tesla Model S on the podcast. Good for uh, you. So that, that's just happened. We have so many questions. I've got, I, I, I shudder to count. I can't even count that high. I've got a lot that are good. <laughs> no, I, I do too. This is great. Like I said, I've seen a lot of new people, a lot of new names on here writing in, which is great. And uh, I've got to dive in here somewhere. All right. Andrew J. on Facebook said, Paul, what do you use to clean your car windows? Mm. Not just the cleaner, which would be <clears throat> the Grio's garage cleaner. Yes, it would. And it's excellent, actually. But what type of cloth or paper towel? Andrew, it's newspaper. I know this shocks you. It's newspaper for every piece of glass. I love microfiber for car bodies, and microfiber yeah, yeah, is great yeah. for windows, too. But newspaper doesn't leave a streak. You soak the windows. It's unbelievable. I challenge you to try it. It's newspaper. Works brilliantly. I'm here learning as well. Okay, good to know. Newspaper. That's why I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. They've got the digital edition. They've got the print edition. And I stack up the newspapers, and I've got plenty of newsprint. I I hadn't ever done any of that. Plus, it's a lot of interesting information in there. Alex wrote in on Facebook and said, what's the best car to get to after the GT86 platform? After the FRS BRZ. So basically, what car is closest to that feel? but more power. Yeah. I have one that may surprise you. Okay. Because it's it's definitely bigger, but I think it's the same recipe and it has a lot of the same feel. Okay. I, you haven't given us a budget. I have no idea what your budget is, so I'm just going to go to this car directly. The C7 Corvette. Really? I think that's a progression in that line. I, really I would have do. said the BMW 2 Series. The BMW 2 Series is in that lineup as well. I agree with that. but I Because we've talked before. I've mentioned before that the M2 feels like a progression up from the FRS. I mean, the super hot, amazing yeah. progression. Yeah. But yes. But it feels like a progression. I do agree with that. But I was trying to think about the fact we're talking about a really focused, low-slung, long nose sports car. Okay. And I thought if I stay there, 
the M2 and the 2 series in general, it's not it's not down there enough. I want to mm. stay in that world. Hmm. Now, the the VET is running 3,200 pounds or so, still lighter than the M2, but it's running 3,200 pounds. Sure. So it's 500 pounds heavier than the GT86, and it's larger. And it can't escape the fact that when you're sitting in it, it's going to feel larger. But the power is so much yeah, higher. Yeah, you've got the associated power bump mm-hmm. with it. The balance is similar. The visibility is similar. The seating position is similar. I feel like... It may be there. There's there may be a middle ground there, but I think that is a jump that actually I can I really can connect the two when I drive them. And that's a car actually. You and I not only really like the C7, but Edgar who shoots for us in LA. Yeah, not a Corvette guy, not even an American muscle car guy. He spent some time in on our he shoots. Thoroughly enjoyed the C7 when we drove it, and he yeah. said to both of us when he got out, he said that car not only is awesome. But it gets much smaller when you drive it. And he's right. Yeah, for sure. It actually shrinks. It's a big car. It's bigger than the 86. But I'm going to go C7. That's fantastic. All right. Well, there's a question on here I couldn't resist from Jason Nitschke G. I'm sure I screwed up your name. I apologize. He wrote to us and said, I just sold my 13,000-mile 2015 Ford Fusion Hybrid. Yep. All right. He said, great gas mileage, but blah to drive. So now (laughs) he dailies an 07 Cayman. Mm -hmm. Love it. And a 1978 Fiat 124 Spider in the summer. Like that as well. He's planning to make his newly Weber-converted 1977 Porsche 924 his winter Porsche. Yes. He's going to do the second set of wheels and tires to manage the Montana winters where he lives in Great Falls. Great Falls. Hang on. Hang on. I'm stopping because I love this question. (laughs) Great Falls, Montana. Yeah. Snowing outside. Yeah. Snow on the ground. Uh Down the road comes a Porsche 924 with full winters. Love it. Yep. So the question here is, he, he says, I'm a single dad of a soon-to-be five-year-old little lady. Mm-hmm. He says, am I crazy? Jason, <laughs> I have an answer on this, but where, where, what's your headspace here? If, if that makes you crazy, Jason, then we're all crazy. Yeah. All of us listening on the podcast, we're all nuts. I, honestly, Jason, I'm going to say it. And granted, I'm the guy that, that likes rear-wheel drive cars in the snow and says just it's all – I swear by it. It's all about the tires. I'm going to say two things to you. First off, you're not crazy. You might be my hero. That's the first thing I want to say. But the second thing I want to say is, honestly, thinking about it more from a parental standpoint, more from a should I not do this. Let me get a little more serious for a second. If you have in your normal life roads you go down that you know are going to be treacherous, roads you go down regularly that in the middle of the winter you know if you're not driving a serious 4 by 4 I shouldn't be on this road. Let's say, for example, your driveway is like this. Okay. Then this is a bad idea. But I suspect because you're considering it, that's not your life. Sure. So, sure. for example, there are places here in Park City that if I lived certain places in Park City, I couldn't have gotten away driving an FRS every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the way that I – the places I drove it – and I went up plenty of your hills. Your driveway's flat. My driveway's flat. And I went up plenty of hills. I went to yeah. Olympic Park and we watch our, our videos of me doing it in yeah, the wintertime. Right. I went up plenty of places, but there are also some really treacherous places that most people don't even like in the summer that that car wouldn't have worked. Okay? Yeah. I have, we have a friend that actually lives – uh, three miles up a dirt road that, when it's dry, is a is a difficult muddy rally stage. And that, <laughs> right? They if only you can stop. They only can own trucks. Good luck getting okay? started. Yeah. So, so Jason, I'm assuming <laughs> that's not your life. If it isn't your life, then I think Bravo, do this. And I, I suspect you may instill some car love in your little girl. Jason, do me a favor. Now, do you a favor and do your little girl a favor. Okay. <laughs> Take lots of pictures and make videos and give it to her when she turns 18. 
and goes to college. Yeah. Because you guys are making memories together. That's cool. That's fun. And she will forever remember, my dad never had boring cars. Look at what we grew up with. Yeah. Or, or, but, but, but when she's a teenage little girl, she's going to decide, my dad still drives cars and likes them and they're terrible. They're, we'll go have that stage. I suppose. You'll just get you through could it. You'll work there. your way through it. She'll yeah. work past that and then appreciate <laughs> it later in life. And she'll pull that out and be like, man. That's amazing. Nine twenty four in the snow. Can we paint? Can you get like a rally paint job or oh. maybe rally rally wrapped? See, that's I'm what I want to do with a nine twenty eight. I, I want to do the rallyized with the skis on the back. I know and lifted. It's with a the tires in your brain. Oh. It's happening right now. Yeah. Dallas Mills wrote in on Facebook and asked a question that as soon as I read it, I went, I know what my answer is, <laughs> and I love it when that happens. He okay. said, "What's your favorite and least favorite trend right now in car modification?" Oh, all right. Favorite thing, honestly, I love the fact that Apple CarPlay and Android Auto exist and you can plug hmm. them into older cars. Hmm. Okay. I just think that's fantastic. I really like that tech. Least favorite thing is this. I actually really like wide-body looking cars. I really like that. I've always liked yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate the fact that the only way you see them right now is that bolt-on fender design. It's horrific. <laughs> It always looks like somebody made this in their garage and bolted to the side, and that's good enough. RWB fans everywhere listening. Sure, I don't care because I, I hate it. It looks awful. Yeah, it looks I'm, I'm with you. Actually. Literally screwed on. It it is and riveted. A, a, a while yeah. back, like ten years ago, there was an interesting body kit available for the 300ZX, like I had the Z32. It was a it was a clean, smooth, wide body, and I only mm. ever saw like two in my life, and they looked really unique and interesting and it was done well enough that you it, it took it like a double take you had to know the car to be like oh that's what's going on there sure now sure. the only way you get them is with the rivets it's just oh, <laughs> i hate it i hate it so much all right uh damn it Patton wrote to us on instagram saying that he secured a focus rs for the utah meetup on turo cool any suggestions about the car when he first picks it up? Mm. Yes, I do. Okay. Take pictures. Take lots of pictures with your own phone. Sure. Because obviously at time and For date Turo. stamps them. Now, the Turo attendant should do that already, and mm -hmm. it will populate to your Turo app. Or the owner if you pick it up from the owner. Yeah, but yeah. But do them yourself too. I mean, and look at Turo cars even more thoroughly than you would a rental car. Mm -hmm. Rental agencies, I mean, Enterprise says, anything smaller than a quarter, we don't care about. Like, Really? But these and, are private owners, yeah. You know, these are privately owned yeah, cars, yeah, yeah. and any wheel dings, any little scratch, it's good. make sure you look at it in good light and walk around it and really scrutinize your car because, guarantee you, those photos and having photos of all the rims everywhere will save you should something it's happen later on. Before, yeah. You can say, nope, that was already there. I took yeah. a photo of it. Yeah. Here it is. Clear, clear photos of the rims is actually really helpful. Absolutely. Because we've had a couple of cars we've turroed where – the rim had a nick, and it was we knew we didn't do it. And for whatever reason, the owner finds it after we're done, and we're like, no, no, here it is in the photo when we picked it up. That is a good one. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, after he's like driven off in it, I'm going to say this to you, damn it, Patton, and that is on the left stalk behind the wheel, mm, okay. your turn signal stalk, okay. on the end of it, on the very end, okay, <laughs> is a switch that is now your friend. 
That switch is the softer damper setting switch. You can put it in sport, and then you can take the dampers back to soft. Now, uh, public service announcement, still not very soft. <laughs> it's still, an RS Still all. harder than it should be for yeah. commuting, but you're going to be thrilled that switch is there when you go into sport mode, and you can now switch the dampers back to softer settings. Still going to be plenty difficult and great. Speaking of the Utah meetup, there's R0HDEL, Rodell, I think it is, on Instagram, is also coming to the October meetup. Cool. Should he drive his Fiesta ST or LS swap 1979 Camaro to the Sunday cruise? What do you think? The Look, we all know the Fiesta would be a blast. We know it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the road is not hyper-technical that we're going on. It's got some nice you know, visibility sweeper stuff. Sure. The Camaro is far more interesting. You think so? It's far more interesting. I was going for the Fiesta. I can see why. I, and I think there's a genuine argument there. Just because you can really lean into corners yeah, and if you you're can. laid back. I mean, if you want to increase your speed and really dive after it, then I'd say the Fiesta. But then the Camaro could be fun. So we haven't the, answered his the, question. But the LS-swapped Camaro. I mean, that's that's a conversation piece car. It's a 79 sure. Camaro with real grunt. Sure. That's pretty cool. I... Eh. I'm mixed. Because honestly, there's roads here in Utah that are so sharp. I'm thinking about Guardsman Pass, Fiesta, yeah. all day long, all day long. Please don't bring the Camaro. You'll wind up in the ravine, okay? But the road we're right. doing isn't going to be that bad, and it's got some nice I visibility. I suppose it sweepers. does have a little bit longer sweepers. I was thinking of, of a bit more technical part of the road when I was there, thinking there's Fiesta. A, there's a couple technical parts. I mean, you're going to be slowing down on the Camaro for the technical parts. Yes, yeah, but, but, but that's a few corners. Most of it is that nice sweeper through the trees thing and i think the camaro is more interesting and right. you don't You're and, convincing you, and, you, me and you don't like wind up in the ravine 51 percent convinced oh wow look at that 52 maybe we'll see no I, I, yeah either good cars though for sure uh the tim belmont on instagram <laughs> i was wondering when when either one of us would okay. get to this question yes okay um this unpack is, this one for us this, would you this is this is this is difficult tim <laughs> walk with me sir walk with me we're gonna take a walk if you were here i'd wrap my arm around you and i'd just say tim let's go for a walk okay just you and me um your fiance likes blue cars uh-huh. awesome blue cars i actually really like blue cars as well yeah, yeah. Uh, if i don't get a crazy skittle color it's a blue car uh as a utah alumnus you went to the university of utah which by the way if you don't know that color is red, red and black. Those are the colors of the University of Utah. Right, okay? right. As a Utah alumnus, you always have personally avoided blue cars because blue is the color of BYU rival in Provo, yeah. one of the major rivalries here in Salt Lake. So if you don't know the area, University of Utah is in the northern end of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. BYU is at the southern end of Salt Lake. Right. When that game happens, Paul and I go for a drive. <laughs> Because none of the roads have got anybody We're on them. Out of the yeah. state or We're gone. going for a drive. We're gone. Yeah. But it's like the Army-Navy rivalry kind of thing. It's that kind of layer of it madness, is. okay? Or any naval rivalry in a the big south. One. A big or, one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to so, walk into a landmine there. You are, for sure. If you I mention have. Michigan or anything like that. So <clears throat> he's, um, how do I put this? Uh, your fiance is probably listening right now, and so I'm just going to blow the roof off this. You hate the fact that she has a blue car <laughs> because you don't want to associate anything with blue because of BYU. Yeah. Um, okay, Tim, uh, <laughs> there's, there's really no nice way for me to say this, so I'm just going to come out with it. This is only your problem. <laughs> truly, truly, this is not something to be worried about. No, no. There's plenty of cars that look good blue, and nobody but you is going to think you are being loyal to Provo and BYU because you have a blue car. 
if you said your fiance has a BYU Y on the back or had some yeah. pro BYU license plate or something like this, maybe now we can argue it. Maybe. But the car's blue. There's so many other things you can associate blue with from the Broncos or name another name yeah. anything else that is hey, that's our color blue. Yamaha. The the Yamaha Corporation. <laughs> they make bikes, right? Panasonic is their has a blue color. logo. Exactly. I yeah. mean I hear name you. stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm with you. Tim, it's it's difficult to say, but if she wants a blue car. You can't say, honey, you only look good in red cars because, as somebody else said, yeah, yeah. well, why don't I look good in blue cars, honey? And, and, and look, also, I will also say this to you, Tim, and, I, and now I'm getting a little more serious, genuinely a little more serious. I'm kind of teasing you initially, but now this is a serious thought. As a guy that's married, I will say this to you. There will be um, – how do I put this kindly? There will be issues, hills <laughs> to decide to die on or not in your marriage. This isn't worth it. This isn't <laughs> worth it. Save the hill to die on for something that matters more than – your color reminds me of a rival school. That's just not worth it, man. It's not worth it. There's other, there's other battles that are much better to fight. We're moving on, man. Miguel T. is writing to us on Facebook and said, do we think speed limits are going to significantly increase in the future, or is it going to go down? Are they going to go down because of autonomous car tech as those proliferate? I'm thinking speed limits, well, they're going to stay the same for a long time. Yeah. Those are not necessarily based on, well, right now, just vehicles only. They're based on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. The you know legislature of the state, the wide open spaces like Montana, Wyoming, Utah. Yeah. Texas. All of that. So Big it's, speed limits. it's yeah. a number of factors in there. I, I would love to think that they will go up. But as somebody else on the thread mentioned that, well, you know, in Germany, the speed limits are higher, but also keep in mind the education and training that Germans undergo as a privilege to get their license. It costs yeah. two to three thousand yeah. dollars yeah, yeah. to get your license it's in Germany, like if not more. Yeah. It is expensive. It's an investment in you. Mm-hmm. It is a mm-hmm. serious undertaking to go get your license. Here you go take the test. If you can see, you pass. <laughs> Just about. I'm Just kidding about. a little yeah. bit, but you driver's licenses are like decks of cards. They just everybody gets one mm-hmm. practically. Yeah. You you can fail the driver's test and just sit there and take it over and over and back. over and over. We'll try again next time. I, you can just sit there for 5 hours and just keep punching the things and you get it right. You didn't really get the car in you the just, space for the parallel parking, but you know what? That's you just okay. memorized which questions by process of elimination, which ones were right and which ones were wrong. You didn't actually study the booklet. Wow. Not so with Germany. Sure. It's sure, a sure. big deal. And so for that reason, those speed limits are higher because in general, there's always the truck that pulls out into the yeah, fast lane. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's why ceramic brakes were invented. Yay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we've <laughs> just, used them. I'm just saying. So it's uh, it's a different approach. And until mm-hmm. you know federal or state legislatures start to require higher levels of driver training and we are pushing education beyond just hey yeah. driver training and you can steer your way around and you know how to use the brake pedal driving is very much involved and mm-hmm. active and you know until all of us in the US yeah. are you know raised to a higher level i think the speed limits are going to kind of sit where they're at well we've talked about this before i think that um the the government's regulation is always behind what's happening in the general public when it comes to driving. 
Pretty they, much. they kind of follow along and try to bumble their way through and figure it out. But what I do think is going to happen is there's going to be a lot of new things tried because of autonomous cars. And what I suspect is probably not too far away. I mean, I say that because I think it's in the next decade or so. I think HOV lanes are going to start to become dedicated autonomous car lanes. Yeah, I could see that coming. And that could be a car As that you is said, a, we'll try it out for this section mm-hmm. in that part totally. of the city over here. Totally. And then those are going to have their own speed limits and their own technical requirements, and there'll be kits you can put in your car aftermarket to make your non-autonomous car an autonomous car now because that'll be what happens to the HOV lanes. I suspect that, and they will have their own regulation, and they'll try it and see if it works. Mm. And so that'll be where the changes are happening versus overall. Mm, And I could see a world, theoretically, I could see a world. This is not like, brace yourself, it's coming. This is pie in the sky, welcome to the next quarter century. But I could see a world where you have your train of autonomous cars going faster than everything else is allowed to. Because they're in their uh, own lane. The Peloton. And they're doing their train thing. I could see that. But I don't think they're going to raise everybody because, let's be honest, the drivers aren't getting better. Right. It's step by step on that one, for sure. Okay, what other questions you got on here? Uh, Mystic Negro asked, uh, what are your favorite automotive writers? You've got a few, I don't really, you? I really, really like in? Tom Ford that mm. writes for Top Gear. He's awesome. Yeah, he He's, is, has the he nickname is. of Tom Wookie Ford. He was a host for a little while on, on Fifth Gear. He's written for Top Gear for a long Currently time. Currently doing uh, Top Gear America. Uh, yes, he did some Top Gear America. They did that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's coming back or not, but uh, they did do a season they of that. They did at so, least one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. done a couple other little shows. He's a decent host, but he's a fantastic writer. Mm, yeah. I really like him. I also like Ollie Marriage, who also writes for Top Gear. Yeah. He's really good as well. Both of those guys are really good. Uh, those are probably my two favorites. I do like Jack Baruth. Yep. A lot of his yep. stuff is really solid. Um, those are the three that jumped to my mind. I was going to say the the British magazines. There's Car Evo and Top Gear magazine, and the guys uh, Henry Catchpole, uh, Jethro Bovington, mm-hmm. uh, those guys over at Evo. I I really mm-hmm. like uh, Evo and Car personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The writing is witty and funny, and because of the colloquialisms that they use, sure. are so different sure, sure. in the UK. You guys listening over there, <laughs> they're just the things that you refer to are so different. It takes me a minute to reread, like oh. That's what you're talking about. Well, that's funny. Now I get it. We're all conditioned to the fact that a British uh, on-camera host for a car is somehow just better than an American one. We all sure. kind of assume that. Also, want to call out my friend Josh Jaco, who writes for Car and Driver. Yeah, that's right. He used to write for Edmonds. Now he writes for Car and Driver. Great guy. I know him. We went to college together. We didn't. We didn't know each other in college. This was even crazier. That's so funny. We went to college together. He's a really solid writer and a heck of a hot shoe. So I got to call him out as well. That's awesome. All right, Palmer Lot on Instagram said, "Is the new Golf R the new one in 2020 somewhere around there going to be the beast that he thinks it should be? <laughs> what are the chances that it's true? Because he's a 2013 owner, wondering if he should skip a generation. And even though you brought up a Golf R, I thought this question was relevant to skipping a generation of." Insert car here. Insert sure, your favorite sure, sure. enthusiast yeah. car that's coming out in the future. Golf R's, whatever that mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. NSX, doesn't matter. I'm looking at this as you can never know because, you know, by then our manual transmission's still a thing. We just don't know. But I will say if you're looking forward to that and you're anticipating that, I'll say they're always making iPhones. There will always be the next Samsung Galaxy, Agreed. whatever. Yes, yes. There's really going to be the next agree. generation, and then the one after the, Oh, well, the one after that is the one you should get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm on like the odd number of 
iPhones, I think. And some people are on the even numbers. They yeah. skip every, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally. I, I don't know how I got onto that. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. There's always going to be the newer, better, faster. I actually like my iPhone because it's small and fits in my pocket. Yeah. And it's not a giant, you know, speak and spell that I'm It's not a phablet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Phablet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember that term? Anyway. Phablet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So well, but, but this- I, I, I'm saying if you're really hot for that future car, go ahead and wait. If you like your car now. Why not just wait? Because then when that card comes out and you're disappointed by it, you've got a whole bunch of money saved up and you go really get what you want. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we had a, a question about this recently about, uh, was it the Super or what was it? It was somebody else who was asking this question about waiting. Here's the problem. Was it about Toyota? I think it was the Super. Here, here's the problem. I, I never think it's a great idea to wait for the car you've just heard the rumor about. If it's if it's coming like the long lead press folks have driven it and it's going to be here in the next six months, wait. If it's the one that's the rumor, we think it's going to – look, I'll use Subaru as an example. No, it won't look like that concept car. I'm going to wait for the next WX. Look at that con- No, it won't. Okay? Oh, the Supra's coming. They said six years ago. Yeah. Okay? The NSX was even so, longer. So it's, it's one of those things where I don't think you should I, – I never feel like I can recommend that people wait – for a car they've heard is coming. If it's almost here, Fair. I think it can be worth waiting. My Fair. feeling is go get the current gen Golf R because in the two plus years when you can actually find that new Golf at the dealer, you will have had your, your new Golf R for two years. True. You might be ready to trade up anyway. True, very true. My thinking was if he likes his current Golf R and still I see it. maybe it's paid for and He's he just saving still his money. likes it. I see it, yeah. Okay, I can see waiting and... But the the waiting part is the funny thing because we're all promised whatever is coming mm-hmm. and then we're all inevitably disappointed by one thing or another. You, you just never know. And yeah, if you want to save some money and then you can plunk down, I'll sure. You- but is Volkswagen going to be the same company we know now? Is it? Are they going to be like all electric and all about that? I'll give know. you a crazy high money example. I'm waiting on the next Ferrari. I think the next Ferrari is going to be great. I'm only going to get the next Ferrari. Oops, surprised by the Ford GT. Wait. <laughs> What's this? This is the thing that keeps yeah. happening. It's just you never know. You just never yeah. know. Hmm. All right, Big Sand the Man bought a Macan Turbo for his wife, and now he's in love with the German feel of refinement. This so happens. should he sell his CTSV wagon for a 911 or an AMG GTS? Hmm. I have my answer. CTS wagon. CTS V wagon. That's the wagon right there. Yeah. Anybody want to buy a really nice CTS V wagon <laughs> from Big Sand Land? He's selling it. <laughs> uh, I like this. Uh-huh. I like this. Uh-huh. I think the uh, the AMG GTS because it is you're you're spreading your uh, out your experience. Interestingly, I am of the same mindset. Really, for a few years until you go get your nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a 911 in your future, thanks to Paul, but there just is. not this second. I, like I it. want you to experience that AMG. It's, it's brilliant. Awesome. It's great. I love it. I have a soft spot for them. You probably thought I was going to say 911, but I got a real soft spot mm-hmm. for that Mercedes. That's Go one of, own one. That's one of those cars. I, I, there's a few out there, but it's one of those cars where the first time I put my foot to the floor, I shocked laughter out of myself. <laughs> I just yeah. I looked at it and went, oh my gosh, because I could not believe the <laughs> exactly. figure it just showed me back on the steering wheel. It Go was just own like, that car got to be kidding. Yeah. with the knowledge and the mindset of, I'm going to have a 911, just like me. I'm going to have a 911 in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I know I will, but... That's coming. Just yeah, it'll come. And go own that AMG. Love Funny. it. Funny. 
funny it's gorgeous it's so pretty it's it's really cool uh ronnie merrill wrote in so many great questions ronnie merrill wrote in and said would we ever go backwards in car purchases would we buy down in ability or go backwards in the cars we've owned oh and huh. versus always progressing, you know what I'm saying? Which because, is generally because we the talk thinking. about that a lot, so, and, and it's kind of what everybody does. We, sure. we aspire to the next big thing. Ronnie, I'm going to tell you straight up, absolutely, hmm. absolutely, hmm. because I think the thing is, I, I, I mention it all the time, and I stand by it. What we want you to do is love your car. Yeah, for sure. And if you if you jump from your current car to whatever is next, the bigger, better, whatever, you don't like it as much. That's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're having that life experience and you're going, this isn't me. Does that mean you should jump back to the car you had prior? Maybe. I'll give you a personal example. If we were talking about this this weekend, if I had the money and the storage space to have a five car garage, <laughs> I would put an old 90s uh, Z32 uh, 300ZX in that garage. Okay. And I would put a GT86, be it an FRS or a BRZ, that I would dedicate for the track. I'd put both of them in that garage. Now, I feel like on mm. my like mm. daily streetcar thing, I feel like I've moved on. But I love both those cars, and they were genuinely fun to drive. Sure. I'd consider it. There's just so many cars that I want to continue moving That's the harder on part. to. It, That's it's the harder hard part. to say, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go back, because there's so many things. Well, you and I have experienced this, and you know the four-star cars for us are cars we'd put in our garages. Absolutely. There's been a lot Absolutely. of those now. Yep, for sure. And for I want to sure. go chase those. I want to own them for a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. I was just thinking as you were talking, you remember that poster series when we were growing up, the justification for higher education with the really nice house and the five-car garage? Your commentary made me think of that. Yeah. there, I just went to a car owner's garage, and he had that on his wall, and I went, oh, my gosh. I had that poster as a kid. That's hysterical. It's that kind of, you know, moving on. I'm always aspiring to this thing. But what if we went backwards for the fun of it, for the driving experience that we know? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You're coming into the experience like, I know what this will drive. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to experience it again. This is the reason people buy muscle cars. You don't buy a muscle car because it's better than. True. It isn't. It isn't. As far as, and, and, and let me back up for a second. For those of you that are screaming at the, at the podcast right now, <laughs> it isn't better than a modern car, objectively. It's Probably not lighter. It's probably not more powerful. Right. It probably doesn't handle better. It has less sound insulation. Wow, these seats are be- bad by comparison. Oh, my gosh, I've only got lap belts. None of these are the reasons you bought the car. Right. You bought it because it gives you a feeling that you can't get from other cars. Mm-hmm. This is the same headspace that makes me go, you know what? I like driving my big 500-horsepower M5, but I'm going to get a Miata. This is why the car auction business will always be around. <laughs> this is true. They have guaranteed themselves yep. careers and livelihoods for yep. the rest of time. And then all the cars that we love now, just imagine mm-hmm. what's going get, to get auctioned in the future. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's great. All right. Any more questions for you before we sign off? A uh, very quick one from David. Uh, do, what do we think of sport bikes? Uh, he's talking about crotch rocket, fast Japanese oh, bikes. Yeah. You used to work for Kawasaki. You can speak to this as well. Sure. I feel the same way about sport bikes that I do about road bikes, road bicycles. Hmm. There are a lot of cars on the road driven by bad people. Not, not, not like personally bad people, just poor drivers. Right, right. I, I just am expecting it to go wrong at any time. I've, I've ridden sport bikes. And they're actually crazy fun. But I feel like I'm on borrowed time when I'm on one. Sure. 
I feel like this is the countdown. And my joke, I, I always say because it's true. Everyone I knew in L.A. that had a sport bike had a story that started, so the first time I got hit, yeah, which means yeah. they'd been hit more than once. I I can't justify it. I'm I'd, very I'd rather mixed be in a car. on this. I worked for Kawasaki as a designer early in my career. That was the first job mm-hmm. and first new car. Well, first new car was a 928. Anyway, I uh, I had the opportunity to check out all the bikes, leave my car in the parking lot for the weekend, and take bikes home, whether it was yeah. the cruisers yeah. or the crotch rockets or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I... I've got a picture somewhere of you and I riding one of those bikes that yeah. I brought over to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. They're amazing. A favorite memory is cruising up Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, wow. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging out, soaking everything in. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can get away from traffic. You can dart away. You can split you can. lanes in California. Yes, you I can. Always, I told myself, oh, I'll never split lanes at night. Oh, I'll never split lanes while I'm doing 105. <laughs> And then guess what this I found myself doing? Of course, absolutely. Yeah. All of that at night and going, wait a minute. Yeah. This is, it's not if, but when. Mm-hmm. And I left it behind because my first love is cars. Yeah. I want that feeling and I'm searching for that in cars. Mm-hmm. But man, it's, it's tough to just think of it this way. If bikes didn't exist and they were now invented today, how would they how would insurance regulators and they would never get approved? How would they? How would they would get never approved happen. as a? They're just suddenly invented now and would no never way. happen. Yeah, that it, it may be the ultimate. Grown up yeah. through the years as cars have, it's like the ultimate grandfathering clause yeah. right there related to vehicles. There's no reason from modern safety standards that bikes should you still be allowed. Do what yeah. on that thing with <laughs> exactly. it has 200 horsepower and it weighs 600 pounds? Yeah. What? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's that's funny. I had never thought about that. You're right. No, <laughs> but nobody on the planet. A, 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 a gaggle of first year lawyers would kill that before it got out of the pro uh, the exactly. prototype stage. That's not happening. Exactly. I yeah, they're awesome. They're fun. Very. It it's it was a time in my life. Let's put it that way. So now it's all uh, mountain bikes where you can only hit trees and uh, and cars. Pretty yeah. much. And uh, rocks. Look at the rock. Hit the rock. Yeah. Don't do that. Guys, thank you so much for writing your questions in. If you've got your own car debate, write to us at everydaydrivertv at gmail.com or on the website. You can find out all all the information. Mm -hmm. If you're in Monterey, just a reminder, love to see you on Thursday night, turn 12 restaurant, seven-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, we'll follow Again, that reminder about details. And if you are yeah. watching the show on Amazon, we would love for you to rate the show on Amazon. We'd also appreciate a rating on IMDb if you don't mind. Yeah. And if you're listening to the podcast and enjoying the podcast, which obviously you're listening to it, if you've gotten this far in, <laughs> I am going to ask for your rating and review and possibly even a share. That is how we grow. Thank you, guys. Signing off for now. Cheers, everyone. Geico presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Brian Bruno live on the scene of a recent windstorm here to describe the event, a chest of drawers. There's a storm howling outside, so I thought I'd stay in and watch a rom-com. Five minutes into the flick, a tree branch slams through the window. Were you hurt? (laughs) I just got a scratch on my chest. Your chest of drawers can't help you in a windstorm, but the Geico Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call Geico to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. 
ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.